0: You found something. You found the Rebel Base Card Podcast.
1: What a piece of junk.
0: I'm your host, Greg McLaughlin. Uh,
2: this clumsy as he is stupid.
0: Join me as we discuss Star Wars trading cards and card collecting.
1: We need a statement, not a manifesto.
0: We'll talk about sets from the original vintage. No, no, the one I'm pointing to. All the way to current releases. This? Yes. All right, let's get started. Commend primary account. Welcome back to the show, or if this is your first time, welcome aboard. Tonight I've got a real treat for you that we talk to Bobby Sussman and Nadia Kovacs from Galaxy's Edge Explorers. They are an Instagram channel that gives you all the insides and outsides of the Disneyland experience of Galaxy's Edge over in Anaheim. They had actually been talking about it on their Instagram channel months before. And something that kind of caught my attention was just how much detail they put into their posts and how polished everything looked. And uh, it looked like it looked like they were having some fun. I wanted to get a chance to talk to them about their Instagram channel and their experiences at the park. And one thing I wanted to be careful of doing is I didn't necessarily wanted to, I didn't want to have them give it all away. I wanted there to be still some surprises left. I wanted to get their impressions of having visited, and they have actually gone a few times. They've gone during the day and at night. So I think we get a, a good deal of the inside scoop on what it's like to visit, but also kind of get an idea of you know what things are to come. And I know this kind of goes a little bit off of the radar when it comes to this podcast, but as I kind of have been going along, I think the podcasts kind of fall into a few different categories. There's times where we just talk about pure collecting. There are times when we talk to the sketch card artists. And there's times where we get to talk to the community around us. And I think if you are uh, amongst those who, whether you collect cards or Legos or figures or you like to post memes... Uh, you'll find this is a very nice community and it, it's nice to get a chance to talk to some of the other folks in when sometimes we don't necessarily have the opportunity unless we've gone to like a celebration, we go to a con, we hook up with folks. So I had a really great time talking with them. Uh, this is going to be one of the longest episodes yet. Uh, so I do want to save some of my, uh, some of my uh, collecting stuff for the episodes to come. Um, we do actually, I did actually this weekend get a chance to record a few interviews and you'll be hearing more of these in the weeks to come. Uh, we did actually get a chance to talk to Chris Penix. Uh, he is doing that Topps Living card set, which uh, if you've been following the Instagram channel, you've been seeing me pick up a few, a few of these so far. Uh, he was a really great interview. Uh, also coming up on the podcast in the weeks to come, we also talk with dawn murphy uh, she is a local artist here but has been kind of getting her name out there and she really does some great portrait stuff if you're not seeing her work on instagram you should be following at uh, dawn murphy art uh, more of her conversation like i said in the weeks ahead uh, more of chris pennix a lot of great content to come and i think you're really going to get something out of it but uh, tonight we have bobby and nadia from galaxy's edge explorers i hope you really enjoy it as we talk about their fandom and their experiences at the park
3: how does the phantom start for each one of us um 1977 uh six-year-old in the movie theater watching it for the first time uh the star wars right before it even had the even before it had a episode uh four in front of it uh and i swear to god i remember the Bigs scene being in there i know it wasn't in there
0: no no you're not you're not wrong you're not wrong. I I don't know why I remember that. Yeah.
3: It's like everyone's got every it's like and oh and I had the friend who had the Boba Fett that shot the rocket. He got it by accident. Oh wow. That didn't really happen, but everyone remembers that. <laughs> they all had the the shooting one, but no 1977 saw uh star wars uh remember bringing the popcorn bucket home and trying to make r2d2 out of it <laughs> and uh sitting in the uh sitting in a bench in the backyard of my house in uh maple shade new jersey um maple shade new jersey it's a real place oh, wow. uh, and uh you know it it started there i had my uh i had my, Uh, love for science fiction already at that point with space 1999 and the star Trek reruns. Right. Yeah. And uh, this just naturally felt directly into it there. So for me, it's been a a lifelong, uh, lifelong passion. uh, Even to the point of uh, playing uh, make-believe my garage with my, domain
2: you were a lightsaber kid before there was any video weren't you
3: i was i was a lightsaber <laughs> kid before they could videotape myself throwing that thing around no i had a uh, I had a generic lightsaber that i got uh because they hadn't yet made the official ones it was a glow-in-the-dark lightsaber that my parents had bought me, and the kid next door was beating me up with a stick <laughs> And I ran indoors and I got the saber and I ran back out and I was fearless at that point. So good old Ronnie got his, got his, uh, his little, uh, his little butt kicked by a kid with a <laughs> big plastic lightsaber. So. Well, but, didn't, yeah, if there were only cameras at that time,
0: didn't they also have, there was the flashlight that had the inflatable tube.
3: Yeah. That, that's, that's what, uh, Kenner officially came out with like a year later. Um, because when all the toys came out, they came out late. So there was like the early bird kit. So for Christmas, my brother got a empty box that said, <laughs> mail in this slip and you'll get four action figures mailed to you by June. And uh, those early bird kits was the only way to get the action figures. Right. Uh But yeah, so the the lightsaber came too late uh, because I already had mine and I had a piece of packing tape holding it together in the middle because I bent it in half already. <laughs> but uh but yeah, I didn't need that inflatable flashlight one because I had mine. <laughs> By the power of the force. How about you, Naughty? I, I never did figure out your your Star Wars origin.
2: Oh um, um, you know, okay, so I was born in nineteen seventy six. So I was, you know, a toddler when the first one came out. And so for me it's really <clears throat> pardon me. My mom has always been a big uh, sci-fi fan. So uh, growing up, I had uh, either Star Trek or Star Wars. So it's like, you know, I don't remember the first particular time that I saw one of the movies. It's just like they've been something that's just been part of my life since a kid. And I just remember how cool I thought Princess Leia was going around with a gun, sending messages to the droids, you know, and so that really like spoke to me because I was one of those kids that was very curious for electronics, hence, you know, the fruit stand stand job. You worked at the fruit stand? (laughs) (laughs) So the droids really kind of got me. I was like, you know, I thought that they were the coolest thing. And honestly, I thought by the time I was a grown up that we would have droids like that. And we kind of do, actually, you know, they're just not free thinking like the ones. In...
3: I don't know. My vacuum is. Uh...
0: <laughs> that,
3: that definitely has a mind of its own. And when because... we
2: get our droids together, they do talk a lot back and forth.
0: Oh, I have I have a few questions about those R2 units you got. Um, Everybody
2: but, has. Yeah. Um,
0: I
3: think that's our number one job in the park, actually, whenever we go visit Batu
2: everybody's asking us questions because we have we're going there we have our lightsaber uh sheaths we have our R two units on our back we're dressed in ba- like bounding and so it's like everybody's like where'd you get this and how'd you get that they like always ask us questions because we just look like we've been there a million times and it's only been three but
0: Well, it seems like when following your Instagram channel, which is where I came across you guys, is that it goes, you know, it goes literally back to, uh, to me, it looked like it went back to about January where you started taking a lot of the information that was, you know, given out in dribbles and you started kind of putting this channel together. Um, I know that both of you had, you know, I know Bobby, you had been posting stuff before regarding, you know, like, action figures and so forth, I have to think, you know, since we're all about the, the same age is that, you know, our fandom kind of takes a bit of a hold after Return of the Jedi. And, you know, we sort of, you know, kind of live a, a normal life as it were. And then it, and it kind of kicks up again when the prequels start. Um, not to get into movie which movies are better, but did your personal fandom kind of, you know, jump back up, or had you been a, a Legends, you know, reader, or how how did it kind of come back up when the movies kind of started kicking back in?
3: You know that that's uh, that's an interesting question because we we actually have uh, we address that to people in line a lot. <laughs> we we talk about how because currently there are three generations out there, and the, the prequels were not meant necessarily for me. Right. And at the time, I did not hate them. I mean, you know, Jar Jar wasn't as annoying as people were saying. It was just fun for people to get on a an angry wagon, I think. But
2: I know. loved Mace Windu. I gotta tell you, he's probably my favorite out of <laughs> the entire.
3: <laughs> Guess what color her lightsaber blade is? It it is
2: purple. Is purple. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why he stuck out to me, but he just always has for the most out of anybody in the prequels. Yeah, but not the even had him.
3: Yeah, but even the uh, and that's the thing. The prequels, we know them, we know the characters, we we enjoy them. But you know, the holy trilogy, the legacy, whatever whatever it's being called at this point, it, it's you know that that's the one that we grew up on. And then we watched the prequels happen, and now we're watching the sequels happen, and we're we're enjoying them. But you know, nothing's going to go back to, you know, that first time of seeing. A, or even just re-watching, watching Princess Leia as a hologram. And Luke looking at exactly. his sister going, she's beautiful, you know. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, here's something that's interesting, too, is that, you know, I find myself, you know, the only lines that I quote are from the Holy Trilogy. <laughs> I don't quote any other lines. Is like, that what and, we're calling them the now whole, on yeah, the, the Holy Trilogy. The Holy Trilogy. Trilogy. <laughs> uh, but I don't find myself reciting any lines from the prequels and nothing was you know it wasn't the exact it was a different tone I think and um you know but there are people there is a generation out there that are you know like in their 30s that was their jam you know right and we're talking to kids in line and well not kids but people of that age that are like oh my god I love Darth Maul and you know and it's like that's that generation. And, you know, going to the parks as much as we do and going and waiting for, like, certain character uh, opportunities for, like, Darth Vader photos and stuff. You get to talking to people online, and, like, we've actually made some other connections with people. And there are these young girls that are in their early 20s, you know, and for them, their, you know, quote-unquote holy trinity is the new ones that are out. I mean, like, they love Ray, and they love, you know... Kylo Ren. And so I think it really, you know, depends on your age. And I like these ones, but they're nothing like the originals for me.
0: And I think something that is kind of interesting is is that as we move through the prequels and we have the rise of the internet, some of these mediums that, you know, creation mediums have kind of, the road has kind of risen to meet us. And I kind of want to get your early inklings of, you know, hey, I can kind of go just from beyond being a fan to being a content creator, even in the early stages before this last channel, if you can kind of walk me through that.
3: Yeah, I know, because uh, I had started, uh, I started to do it actually to impress a girl. Uh, (laughs) Hi, Daniela. I know you'll never listen to this, but uh, where I I turned around and I, uh, you know, I had gotten I'd gotten uh, the one eighteenth, that's the three and three quarter inch action figures. I'd gotten for Christmas, um, I think it was Han on his tauntaun. And I'm like, oh, let me take some pictures here. I wanna I wanna recreate uh, the uh, the smells bad kid scene. So I started doing that. And then I was just taking a picture on a shelf and then on the floor, and then I kept shooting more pictures and started to composite together my one Imperial Walker uh, up against, you know, just generic background. So long story sh- uh, short is that I started just doing, uh, recreating Empire Strikes Back with action figures on a whim, try to impress a girl. And, you know, long lo and behold, you know, by the end of it, I'm building uh, the carbon freezing chamber and, and, and building everything. That- extremely uh as painfully accurate as i can do it and uh that actually even led to uh i i are you familiar with the star wars uncut film
0: no unfortunately
3: all right so sanctioned by lucas they took they took star wars they cut it up into 15 second scenes and put it up on the internet and you sign up for a scene and you recreate the scene, and you recreate the scene however you want to. So if you go look up Star Wars Uncut, uh, that one actually, uh, I think, it, yeah, I think it actually won, a, I think it won an Oscar uh, for like something internet related. So it's not a real Oscar. Where, um,
2: where's your Oscar, man? But
3: but well, that's the thing. Then they made the Empire Strikes Back one. So I'm even on vacation in Vegas, and I didn't even know about this thing. And a friend of mine who just admired, uh, we admired toys together, texts me out of the blue, I'm I'm trying to sign up for a scene. And uh, I ended up doing a stop motion scene of Darth Vader walking down the steps at the carbon freezing chamber. And I'm actually listed on IMDB as giving the voice for Han Solo and uh, Lando scene (laughs) (laughs) so it's it's like yeah so technically i'm a i'm a lucasfilm sanctioned i've done the voice of uh, han and uh han and lando Um, i
0: think the only thing you have to do that is just get your sag card and you're pretty much in right
3: yeah that's that's all it took strangely (laughs)
0: enough
3: all my connections here in town and i had to play with toys to get that so but you know that led to something that's bigger and then eventually i was actually at star wars celebration building dioramas with a group there. So that even led to me getting involved in a, in a uh, booth that was at star Wars celebration being sponsored by Hasbro and kids were coming in and we were helping them build pieces of cloud city. This was the 2015 one in uh, Anaheim. And, uh, you know, it was quite a kick at the very end. Uh, uh, Billy D comes by and gets his picture taken with us in front of it. Oh, wow. And, uh, and, uh, he said absolutely nothing to me, man. <laughs> but you know, but that led me down the fandom, and you know, I've got a few thousand followers on it. But my uh, my life took a took a little bit of a dramatic turn, so I, I've stopped midway through creating uh, the Star Wars uh, first film, uh, which is not Episode One; it's Episode Four. Okay. <laughs> so I'm at a point where you know the Falcon has been. Trap tracker beamed into the Death Star, and it's sitting there waiting. And I've unfortunately had fans waiting for a couple of years now for me to resume that. So, as uh, as health issues and such get back on track, I do hope to resume that. But that was that was my first stab into meeting this this uh, larger community of Star Wars fans over the internet, and uh, quite a few I actually I, I still talk with, and some I'm social friends with. So it was. Very interesting way to uh, meet people, not dates. Because, you know, the, inter- <laughs> the Internet's for dates, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what I thought. And I'm like, all and right. Amazon. And Amazon. an Amazon.
0: <laughs> so,
3: yeah. So I was completely surprised that you could actually, uh, uh, you know, get friends over the Internet. I just thought it was for bad dating. But, no, uh,
0: it's it's meeting people in two-day free shipping. That That's what it's all about. <laughs>
3: <laughs> now, if they could ship the people in two days. There uh-huh. you go. Actually, that'd be a problem.
0: Nadia, before Galaxy's Edge Explorers, what had been your um, movements in either social media or even content creation?
2: Uh, Well, um, interesting that you say content creation because I actually do that professionally now. Um, I am a content creator for a technology company that uh, we do anti-malware software. So, um, you know, and we kind of experiment around, you know, with Instagram and Facebook and Twitter, you know, and writing articles and creating content around, you know, internet safety and that kind of stuff. So professionally, I had it, but I just never did it on a personal level. And, you know, I was just kind of like, you know, thinking, you know, Bobby and I just keep Bobby for a while Bobby just fed me all this information about Galaxy's Edge and you know and I was like you know what there's just so much information and there's going to be so much I was like you know let's just create an Instagram account and get a really good name and you know then see what would be where we go from there you know um, so we were just kicking names around and you know came up with the Galaxy's Edge Explorer one which turned out to be a pretty good name because we get tagged pretty frequently by <laughs> people on Instagram in photos.
3: So, yeah, you'll look at any, you'll look at a photo and it's like it's tagged Star Wars, Disneyland, and Galaxy Edge Explorers.
2: Because because... So it's auto feel, it kind of autofills. But that's what I was going for because that's the professional marketer in me, you know, kicking in. But I never, like I said, I've never done this personally. And so Bobby has the, the fan base and you know it's just like it got to the point to where you know where we were it's like the hype was just starting to build and he was just telling me all this crazy stuff and I'm like this is information overload which I'm sure it was for a lot of other people and I was like let's like start you know we should you know he'd be like oh I found out that da 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 and I'm like we gotta tell everybody on Instagram and so it started to become this informal like news question and answer type of channel
0: and how long before that yeah. you turned on the channel had you been had you been kind Got of a establishing lot of
2: this?
0: <laughs> a lothcat.
3: Yeah. the lothcat cat just started talking in the background yeah. and it's just like that's the problem with the droids and mm-hmm. the lothcats cats and some of the stuff that we get they so, periodically yeah. come alive and just do their own thing <laughs> so well more on that later but uh. yeah.
0: but more on the timeline about what are we looking at as far as like time wise before because i know that what, what did the Instagram channel start? What January of this year, or is it last year? When did it actually start?
3: I think it was this year. Yeah, I, I think okay. it was. I think it was pretty pretty current because everything was still spinning up about the hype of it. Uh, we've been we've been annual pass owners for Disneyland for for some time, which
2: it may have started up soon after I got my um, my
3: your first pass. pass?
2: Yeah, all yeah. my my second
3: time, because the parking structure that you park at it just oh as you head over to the escalators to head down you're looking at galaxy's edge so it's been one of those things where i've got photos of it where
2: january 4th is our first post you
3: there know. you go okay but yeah i've got i've got photos of the property where it's like oh those are actually going to be the at-ats that are inside the building and i'm just taking photos from the parking structure and just you know, for us, it's been one of those things that we've watched the the Lego blocks come together. And uh, Once but yeah, the- I think that was our first uh, our first stab was just this year. Um, we had a we had a lot of time together over the holidays, so I think out of boredom we were trying to come up with a good name for something. And I still was going for like the Moof Milkers. I wanted <laughs> I wanted to have. <laughs> Because <laughs> I'm just picturing that on a t-shirt, you know, that's almost like a, that's like a football game, uh, you know, there you go, ladies and gentlemen, the Moof Milkers coming out now, <laughs> uh, I'll start, uh, I'll start kickback, uh, there, Nadia, but, uh, yeah, no, nope. but yeah, so January, I think it, it just started and then it started to spitball into, uh, what you see now.
0: One thing I have to, uh, really give props for is like right out of the gate on the channel, the graphics the logo, everything just seemed to be a cut above, and I think that's what really caught my attention. I think I know already the answer to this, but who do I who do I have to uh, to 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 thank for about, like? It's,
2: it's Bobby. It's all Bobby. Like I'll I'll like hear something and I'll be like Bobby, you gotta do a post about this, you know. So it's it's definitely he is the uh, branding wizard on this.
3: Yeah, it was. Uh, I, I was sitting there trying to come up with logo designs, and I kept texting them to Nadia, and she would give me, a, "Oh, that's good." And it's, it's she's not even doing any emojis, but I could tell what she wasn't liking. <laughs> with like, "That's good." No, I like that, and it would be like, "No, you don't. No, you don't." So
2: no, but then I'd be like, "Add this, or take away that, or you know, do that, and make the Falcon a little bit bigger, or, or something like that." You know, well, Falcon's no, I can. Not in it. Yes, it is. I, I know
0: i've just messed with you now <laughs> no i think but, but yeah. i think that really comes together um because when i think if you have too many people that agree to the same things and I, I have a bit of a marketing background you, you almost need somebody to kind of give you that you're like if i really get it past you then i know we really have something
3: right which was the problem with the prequels because nobody stopped jordan <laughs> nobody stopped him and it's just like what
2: but yeah, a lot of it was just like, okay, we, we have this background and then it's just like, we just need like, you know, snackable sizes of content that like, I'll like be looking at Facebook groups or, um, you know, on Instagram and looking at the hashtags and looking at all the questions that people are posting up, you know, what the big thing is today, actually, I even went in on Facebook on a, one of the groups and today's actually today's uh, post also on the account is yes they are allowing you to bring Sabi's lightsabers back into the park so there's a big up in arms about that so it's just you know whatever is pardon me whatever is the hot gossip going on or whatever everybody's talking about we try to find out what the answer is and like you know then blast it out to everybody and that seems to have been a lot of people really liked that which has been pretty cool because there's just so much information and so much that you just don't know about the whole batsu experience.
0: Where did you Not find some review. No, the batsu yeah. review. What what did yeah. you find to be the best outlet for for the information? Was it Instagram or or Twitter, Facebook, which is which is what was getting your message out the best?
2: We're primarily based in Instagram. We're just starting the YouTube channels because we have a lot of footage of opening day and we've gone, you know, um, but yeah, I
3: went out and made a Facebook and I went out and made a, uh, made a Twitter for it, but, um, just Instagram seems to be the, uh, and, and I know personally, because that's what I was having so much luck with when I was doing the, uh, when I was doing the, uh, Star Wars with toys feed was just posting, uh, posting information up on Instagram. I, I kind of love the idea of the bite-sized portion of it. Right. So I'll go on to those Instagram. I'm sorry, I'll go on to those Facebook groups, and it's just like, oh, I've got to click more, and then there's like 90 more and paragraphs.
2: <laughs> Nobody wants the wall of text, you guys.
3: So even me trying to limit some of our longer posts or multiple pages of of uh, of descriptions, but at least trying to have it where it's like, look, it's large, it's readable, it's it's the bullet points, right? So, trying to make it as, as chewable as possible.
0: And then I have to think it started to get a little real once you, now I, I you know, like you guys live, what do you said about maybe an hour away from Disney? So on a good day, on a
3: good day. Yeah. A good
0: day. So yeah. it's not a question of like, you know, like someone trying to get to celebration or, you know, getting Oh, I didn't get tickets anything like that, but it has to be sort of like, all right, at some point we have to get in the darn thing so we can start talking about it. <laughs> Talk to me about, uh, the run up to getting those first oh we
3: you know, we oh, never boy. we never we never talked about that oh. it, just, it
2: just happened
3: miraculously yeah. no, <laughs> you, would, you would believe the scheming
2: so yeah so we knew when they were going to make the announcement of the opening day and so um or the date and so um i guess we kind of knew ahead of time there's going to be something about like reservations or something like that and I didn't want to take any chances. So what I did was I actually hovered on one of the Disney hotel pages. Because at the time, some of the information that we knew was that you would if you had a hotel room, then you would have an automatic uh reservation for Galaxy's Edge. And I was like, All right, I'm gonna book this for, you know, the thirty first when they announced it within that within twenty minutes of them announcing it, we had our room at a reasonable rate too, but it was before they jacked the rates up and everything. Um, so it's like, no, I pretty much camped out online. I knew it was going down and I was just like, I got the room for the 31st and we check out on the first. And then there was this whole, like a lot of people did that too. And then there was this whole question like, oh my gosh, are the passes good for the 31st, you know, cause we're checking <laughs> out, you know, that day. Yeah.
3: Just, to, just to correct her. She said, so, uh, Staying on the thirty first, going in on the first.
2: So yeah, the thirty, yeah.
3: So the thirtieth was our reservation.
2: It still gets. Mad.
3: And thirty first is where we were looking to. That was opening day. So a lot of people booked the thirty first to go in on the first, and it's like that's day two. Oh. So I, I, I in particular was extra freaked out.
2: Yeah, he totally made me all freaked out that we might not have a reservation because we were booked too early.
3: So, but it turns out if you had a room on the 30th, you could go in on the 31st with it there. So after a couple of calls to the very nice people at the Disneyland resorts, who are the nicest people to talk to on the phone. Yeah, they
2: (laughs) totally are. Um, And we just happened to get the 8 a.m. slot, right? Yeah, Yeah. that was just coincidence. That was just, yeah, Uh, which was the first of the first. And I was, you know, $500 well spent. (laughs) Totally worth it.
0: So that reservation gave you how many hours in the in in that section of the park?
2: Four hours. So it was just their standard four hour reservation that they've been doing.
3: Yeah, we would later discover that uh the four hour blocks would actually overlap with each other. So we would later discover there was another group that was coming in at eleven and then another group coming in at three. So what it was is that if you're in the if you're in one of these reservations, your first hour is shared with the group that was in before you. And then your last hour is shared with the group that's coming in after you.
2: So you've got double occupancy those hours,
3: basically.
2: Uh It's kind of of nuts.
3: But the 8 a.m., there's nobody in before you. So with the 8 a.m., we discovered you actually have the first three hours at what I call half occupancy. Mm -hmm. And then they bring in the other group of people, and then they're at full occupancy for an hour, and then it cuts back. So... The ADM slot turned out to be a, a very, I wouldn't even say a mixed
2: blessing. It was incredible. It was amazing. Yeah.
3: So we found that to be the best time. So either
2: we... 8 a.m. To, to 12 yeah. p.m. or 8 p.m. to 12 a.m., which we've done both now.
0: How did you decide what you were going to do as far as the channel against basically trying to experience? this 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 thing that must have just blown you away how, how did you how did you try to prep for it at all you kept thinking i was going to cry when i saw the falcons <laughs> <laughs> and on, honestly i
3: wonder i wonder if i would have but uh what, my my only partial regret is that i think i focused so much on the channel wanting to report yeah. this out is that i missed some of the experience And, you know, I'm reminded by my father tells the story about, you know, he went to Ireland with my mom on a trip and he saw Ireland through a little black and white viewfinder on the Hmm. camcorder he had at the time, because he ended up videotaping the entire thing. And that was a hell of a video to sit there and watch like eight hours of unedited. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I edited it in my mind as I watched it. It was a great 20 minute film. I even found the perfect <laughs> opening. He was filming, he didn't have, he had the lens cap on. And it just like, yeah, that would have been a great opening. But uh uh but long story short, you know, it was like what are we gonna end up reporting? What are we gonna end up showing? And some of it was, you know, it, it was it was just stuff that we were gonna be doing anyway, but wanting to report it in. And even on day two, when we went to Savi's workshop for the lightsaber, I had zero intention of filming. And then uh, a nice, uh, a nice, uh, I think she's 10 or 12 year old, lives in Hawaii. is just like, oh, you're not going to live stream. And I'm just like,
1: <laughs> oh, OK. All right. So,
2: However, he had a hat for that because he was able to put his phone in his shirt pocket. And so he was actually able to do, but he still took it out at certain points because it's just Bobby. Bobby's always behind a camera in one way or another, though. That's just how he is.
0: Yeah.
3: But those charges were never, they were never actually officially filed.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I did catch the stream of when you were doing the smuggler's run, which also I was amazed that they allowed or either they allowed or they didn't see it. They didn't Um, see
3: it. But I,
0: I don't I don't think they
3: stopped it either yeah I, I took the phone out of my pocket at yeah. a certain point
2: they let us take pictures in there and stuff they're pretty loose on that
3: but there was a there was a video I wonder who sent it to me there's a video of smugglers run you sent it to me right It was like five seconds of it
2: <laughs> oh before yeah it was a, the preview one.
3: Well, right. that was even a preview. Somebody, had, yeah, somebody, had, one of the employees, that snuck in and recorded a little bit of it, and it
2: was just like. I just, I just have to say that, I, it, that right. We, I've been on it three times, and I'm. I don't want to give spoilers away, but man, I've tried three different positions, and it's just like that thing is fun. It really does feel like you are flying it.
0: That was, uh, that was like, you know, I was, you know, kind of sneaking some peeks at work and that was something where just the sounds, the people, I mean, you guys just sounded like it was, it was, you know, it was like, okay, that, that delivered whatever, whatever it was, however it felt, you know, it, it certainly looked like it delivered.
2: Yeah. Like I piloted one night and, you know, it's like my job was up and down and, you know, And it was like I was concentrating. I was fully into it. I'm like, oh, my God, I am flying and I'm crashing into things. And there's people, other people, you know, in your group are depending on you to do your job. Everybody's depending on everybody to do their job. So it's really interactive like that. So it does kind of put like a little bit of realness because it's like I've got these, you know, five other people. They're going to get mad at me if I crash it.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the uh, what I think is interesting is because you can go on, you, you can go on uh, uh, the Incredicoaster. You can go on the Guardians of the Galaxy. Right? People might be talking a little bit before, but this is actually where everyone is talking back and forth to each other. Yeah. Especially the backseat drivers just yelling, <laughs>
1: going, "Go up, go
2: up." Yeah. There's a lot of go left, go right. I, I, I didn't even know the guy next to me on on uh, my first try as pilot. And he was just like, he wasn't going up and down enough quick enough. And so I was just like, go down, go down. And I'm just yelling at this complete stranger. And he's like, I got it. I got it. <laughs> it, was, it was funny. Well,
0: do you, do you find in the, in the times that you tried it that the group works well together? Everyone seems to be on board with it?
3: I think everyone there, uh, it's very easy during this preview time. Everybody there wants to be there is
2: a star wars nerd in one way or another. right there yeah. wouldn't have gone through all the effort and crazy chaoticness to to get these reservations
3: yeah and stuff. it's kind of like when there's a when there's a launch for a new phone at a fruit stand <laughs> usually the people that have been there in line it's just like you know they're not sitting there asking going oh, what does this thing do you know they're like oh how, how good is this how good is that so there's that infectious uh attitude of just this excitement about it so it's very good right now because you don't end up with the old lady that's sitting there going i thought this was the brunch you know
0: (laughs) well and i think that also has to make the lines for some of the just for everything in the park from the droid factory to savvy's workshop to the cantina much more bearable because at this point everyone's just so excited to be there period that they don't mind the wait times
2: well, yeah. But the problem with the wait times, though, was that like we still haven't been to the cantina. It is just so difficult. And we've to get been in ninety-four there. times. About
3: <laughs> <there>, ninety-four <laughs> times. Um, uh, no, that we've been there what three times now?
2: Yeah, three times. But you can really only like with these four-hour windows. You know, it's like we can only expect doing two of the big name things. It's like we can build a lightsaber and ride the Falcon. Or we can build a droid and go to the cantina. But you can't do, like, three or more of these things. You know, you can maybe get a ride on the Falcon in each time, but that's it. So the four-hour, you know, four-hour window, you really kind of had to pick and choose what you were going to do. And the way
3: the cantina's been working is that they paid you to come back and stand in line when your table's coming up. And our last trip was till midnight. And at eleven fifteen, we're walking past the cantina line, which they—they yeah—they—they they shut down the line uh, at that point. I think it was at nine thirty. They had already filled up every reservation, but it's forty-five minutes before the park is going to close, and there's fifty people plus in line still waiting to get into the cantina. And it's just like I—I I don't want to waste my my valuable little bit of time I have in this. Mm-hmm. In this Black Spire outpost yeah. standing in line waiting to have a, an overpriced drink.
2: Because there's so much other stuff that you can be doing. Shopping is like this whole new experience. Or they have this thing with the play app where it's like you interact with stuff and you like, you know, you hack things and you know, you have your droids that communicate with stuff and you're looking there's even hidden Mickeys to look for. They've got that there too. So there's all this other stuff to, to experience. And um, what's really interesting, I think, for me, was the character experiences. there are not like Disneyland at all. And we haven't really done any of the character experiences because they're completely interactive. Whereas you've got Chewie and Ray walking around the whole park. They're just not in their area waiting to take a photo. They're actually out acting like they're doing resistance stuff. There's secret phrases that you can say to them and, you know, they'll have something that they say back and then they'll you know, you'll there's pictures of people like looking lurking around corners and looking for stormtroopers, you know. So it's it's so immersive that um, you know, it's like I don't want to waste Cantina line time and miss out on that stuff.
0: Well yeah, and also bear in mind this is it this is a if I understand it right, it's a part of a Disneyland ticket to begin with. You have the whole rest of Disneyland, right? Or is this mm-hmm. just is this a separate thing altogether?
3: Now, this is part of this is part of Disneyland, yeah. but it's uh, but it's certainly at this point because it's being treated as VIP, and certainly as uh, as, as time goes on, uh, they're they're going to be implementing the virtual queue system. Well,
2: that's going to be on like the 20th. That's coming up.
3: Yeah, but I, I don't know if there's ever going to be a point where just like Tomorrowland, where you can just stroll into it. Yeah, because they're having to deal with crowd control now, and they've already got their their plans for uh, coming up uh, after the reservation system's over in a few weeks.
0: Well, and and I want to I want to get into some of the other aspects of that too, but I do want to circle back to just for the for the for the average person who is trying to see either at, at Disneyland or at Disney's Hollywood Studios in Orlando, if I am planning on going to. Uh, Galaxy's Edge, I first have to buy a ticket to Disneyland, correct? That is correct, yeah. And then... So that,
3: that's your first thats your first step. Um, but even as... And I gave Nadia one of the flyers that we got in the parking lot. Even at this point, they're handing out to people as they drive into the Disneyland parking lot. It's Like, thank you for coming to Disneyland. No, you're not getting into Galaxy Edge today. You're not getting in because you need to have a reservation or a hotel room. But, uh, but yeah, it's part of the full Disneyland experience. Mm -hmm. Although we've yet to go to Disneyland after going to (laughs) Benji.
2: Every trip has just been there and then we bounce. We're actually doing a solo trip to the park on Saturday. That doesn't include Batu and I don't know how I'm going to (laughs) react.
0: So how do you do your reservation for you? You go online, I guess you, you, you find available times. Then I'm assuming once you reserve, then you buy a ticket. Is that how that works? Well,
3: Well, we have the annual pass, which has been very convenient for us because that allows us to to go ahead and basically look at hey wherever there's a wherever there's an available time. But the reservation system, when that opened up, so we originally had our first spot to be able to go in on the uh, on the thirty first at eight a.m. With, with the, the hotel. hotel room. So that was a five hundred dollar two hundred and fifty dollars each ticket to go to Batu, and there's what all. there had also been vip experiences uh for people to be able to go into uh, uh like california adventure before it opened so i heard similar prices were happening so we got a hotel room out of it we were thrilled they opened up a general public anybody can sign up for a reservation system uh that opened up and every spot to get to too, from uh, May 31st through June 23rd was sold out within two hours. And it was free. Wow! It was free for you to be able to go in and get these. So even to the point that we booked a day that actually Nadia's Pass wasn't available for.
2: So I had to buy a ticket and I <laughs> gladly, gladly bought it.
3: But there were, but yeah, there were people who booked reservations that probably never came because they couldn't afford a ticket to go to Disneyland that day, or were working, or lived in a different state, or were 12 years old and didn't tell their parents, and the parents didn't (laughs) want to take them to go do it. So there were probably, there still is probably a great deal of reservations that go uh, unused, but they were locked in under somebody's name and you weren't able to transfer it. So we went through and courtesy of some friends as well, we were able to get on other reservations. So that's how we were able to get in. Uh, our hotel gave us uh, seat one uh, well, ticket one into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nadia's. I almost wanted to call it the Apple ID or Disney <laughs> ID got us into the second one, mine got us into a third, and then a friend's got us into the fourth one. So in that sense, that's how we were able to go and arrange our three trips, uh, fourth on Monday to Batu during its, uh, its first three-week run.
0: And then going forward, doesn't this change as far as how you get in or how they let people in?
3: Nadia, what do you know about the virtual queue? Do you read my post?
2: <laughs> Why you do this to me? You know I always skim. I'm a skimmer. I'll be right. like, "Hey."
3: So, aside from skimming,
2: I hear it's going to be like fast pass. Go find out more information, and then it's all on. That's literally how this works. So,
3: <laughs> potentially, uh, the way I'm the way I'm picturing it is you know, this is their attempt to do a virtual queue, and the virtual queue is something that you might have seen if they if you've gone to a restaurant there. Reminds me, we got to book a reservation for a restaurant for tomorrow. <laughs> Not right now. We're talking. Oh no,
2: I just know my lock key.
3: But uh, the whole idea behind it is, you put your name in, and and this this is the same. They might do this at Fridays. They might do this over at uh, over at a uh, 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 cheesecake factory. But it's like, hey, we're going to page you when it's your time. Like, how long is it going to be? And they say, oh, it could be fifteen minutes to three hours. So that's a virtual queue. We've all been part of that at some point. Uh, The way Disneyland is apparently going to be working it is that they know what the capacity of Galaxy's Edge is going to be. So park opens 8 a.m., 9 a.m.? 8 a.m. 8
2: a.m. Well, rope drops at 9. Yeah. Or there's magic hour already. So
3: at 9 a.m., everyone's going to run into uh, Star Wars Land, and there's going to be one guy (laughs) <laughs> with a hand clicker sitting there and he's going to count out 4,000 people. <laughs> now, I'm not sure on those numbers, by the way, but but what happens at that point, they go, okay, stop. Nobody else comes into Star Wars land until people start to leak. So at that point, you put your name digitally through the app on a list and go, okay, I would like to be able to go in. And what they'll do is they're monitoring the people that are leaving. So suddenly 50 people have left and they go, all right, let's let group a in and you'll get a notification on your device. And there's also supposed to be uh, digital signs through the park, letting you know, Hey, Batu is now seating group a and you have two hours to get over there to be able to go in. Um, at this point, there's no, uh, there's no time limit. So, you're on a time limit when you're under the reservation. You're wearing a uh, you're wearing a wristband, and uh, if you're past your four hours and they see you wearing the wrong wristband, you're like, oh hey, I can't wait to ride the Falcon. It's just like, I'm sorry, your time's up. You can't ride the Falcon. Oh, I love a blue milk. I'm sorry, I can't serve you. Um, I haven't known anybody to get a rude treatment, but certainly uh, a friend of ours who uh,
2: not a stormtroopers.
3: No stormtroopers kicking you out. I no. wanted that. There was only,
2: like, <laughs> two stormtroopers there.
3: But, uh, but yeah, so this virtual queue is going to work in to the point that you'll get notified, so that way you can enjoy the rest of the park. Cause, you know, when you bought that $150 ticket... Right. 100, 199 if you're doing a park hopper. Uh, if you bought that ticket, you know, it's like, well, let me go off and ride It's a Small World 13 times or go <laughs> over to Star Tours or currently Hyperspace Mountain is what it's rebranded as over there for Space Mountain. So you do all of that, and then suddenly you get a text going, hey, you can come into Batuu whenever you're ready. Uh, your reservation is good for the next two hours. So at that point, you'll be able to enter into uh, the land that is Star, of course. Having... Uh, they, don't, they don't guarantee admission, though. Oh. So if you come in, and you come in at 4 p.m., and you get yourself into Group Z, there's no promise they'll ever get around to Group Z. So if a bunch of people are sitting around in the cantina playing Sabak <laughs> she laughs because that'll be us, uh, <laughs> then you may not get in. So ticket ticket purchase into the park at this point is not guarantee entrance into, uh, into uh, Galaxy's Edge.
0: Do you think, given the crowds that you experienced yourself, that this is probably the only way they could do it and still give out those expectations?
2: What do you think? Definitely.
0: you think this is the only way they could do it?
2: I think, well, I just think that if there's any more people than there is now, they're not going to have that authenticity. It's like, you know, I don't think as many people are going to be able to um, interact with the cast members there. I mean, like, Because everybody has a story and um, like I mentioned earlier about the characters, you go up and you interact with them and if, you know, there's already, I'm already seeing lines of people to go and interact with Chewie and Ray and stuff when it's supposed to be in a casual setting. So I think they, in order to get that full experience of the park uh, without it feeling like you're at Disneyland, which is what they're going for, they would definitely have to limit the the crowd.
3: Yeah, so the reservation system's good, and I just think this virtual queue is just going to be—it's it, just a—you a, don't have to wear the wristband version of the same thing. So until something goes bad with with uh, Star Wars and people aren't interested in that land anymore, which I don't think any of us will mm, live to see, crazy. but <laughs> uh, you know, I, I think they're going to have that virtual queue. I mean, there are three entrances into the park into uh into uh Batu and instead of just casually scrolling in when you can I think it's always going to be popular there's going to be would yeah. be people stopping you and making sure you've got you know have we called your group yet so yeah to manage expectations I think keeping the group smaller and keeping it limited to how many people can go in I think that's that's the way to go
0: with one of the major attractions still not yet in operation is it, it, it seems like it's still, is it still worth it to go at this point?
3: If you're a fan, you could take away the, you could probably uh, turn off the Falcon ride uh, for the first year. And I think everyone would still be I would satisfied. still go.
2: I would still go. We actually, I think it was our second trip. We didn't go, right? We didn't go on the Falcon. Yeah, that, we were like, yeah, like, eh, you know let's go do shopping and let's go do this and the, you
3: know the thing because i've been asked several times to go, uh, "emma, what's the best thing there?" and my response is always the environment. Mm-hmm. because of the of the uh the quality of the of the design, uh the uh just the, the the involvement, the role play that each, each one of the characters... It has surround
2: sound through the park where it makes it sound like there are speeders flying overhead or oh. TIE fighters.
3: Yeah, so you'll get the Doppler effect of a TIE fighter doing a very low pass. And it's loud like a sudden fighter plane just coming over. So even at this point, you've got sound design that's going on. Uh, over in the Resistance land,
2: there's weird animals in the caves, the old caves there. they either, and we heard voices the other night near the Resistance. I riot. think we
3: didn't take our meds. I think that's what. <laughs> <we had. laughs>
2: uh, but Red room. Red Room. There's even like I think I heard like bird imitation sounds and like just everything. The sound design is incredible. You mm. just kind of have to stop and listen, and you'll have an experience.
3: So. It, yeah, so I would think even without the rise of the resistance ride being up, um, I, I think you could you could go there, and and somebody even asked, "Go, you know, is it good for the kids?" And it's like, yeah, because the character interactions, the environment, the the you know everything that you're experiencing with it, um, you know, photo ops aside, it, it's just an incredible incredible experience to have.
0: And what about the differences at night?
3: <laughs> would you Would you think, Nadia, of the uh, day versus night?
2: Oh my God, it was amazing at night. It just looked like it looked like it was cast, but like by the light of a blue moon, if that makes sense. Like there was a certain color to it that made it not feel like it was like a night on you know in Los Angeles. You know, it was the it, visually it was stunning seeing the falcon all lit up with the spires of that too bright blue behind it and then the fireworks show which was like what's up there on the list of things to do for me that was amazing was watching fireworks over the millennium falcon like that was the best part yeah
3: so I, I, I definitely think they did uh, they knocked out the park for both the daytime and nighttime appearance of it there because it was it was lit so incredibly uh, so incredibly well and, and just again the design uh, you know my hat goes off to these guys. Uh, I, I think they've they, I think they know what they're doing. yeah yeah. Disney and Lucasfilm I think they figured out <laughs> they figured out a long time <laughs> ago how to make it right and by, by George did they ever so but yeah, it's it's a different experience during the day versus the night. Yeah. Uh, even a lot of the characters that are out during the day aren't out at night. Which is fine because there is still plenty of of interaction. There's still plenty to see. There's plenty to do. The
2: marketplace is lit up with all these beautiful lanterns hanging from the ceiling. Open air. It's like an open air style. Um, you know, each shop like looks like it's a stall on a planet. You know, um, just like this really rustic feel to it.
3: And nobody says dollars. Oh, nobody says dollars. Nobody and says dollars.
2: It's always like, oh yeah, that's that's two hundred credits for that. Yeah, and you know what else happens there that um, is different than Disneyland is that the doors open and close. So we're get- Disneyland, you notice everything that is a restaurant or a shop or something, the doors are wide open. But, like, I had to go up. I'm like, "Wait, where's the droid Depot? I forgot that you know if somebody said, "Go up to the doors, even if it's closed, they'll open up, and so it even gives it that realness that's like you know these are shops on in a village that you know you normally, yeah, it's imagine an electric bill
3: though, for having to have all those automatic opening and closing doors.
0: I can imagine, yeah. Speaking of droids, I know that, like I said, I don't want to reveal everything. Um, I, I didn't want to go through it step by step. I, I think that would be, you know, something for the folks who experience or, like I said, taken away for some of the things on your channel. But I did have a, a question on the droids. Having, you know, seen different attempts at them toy-wise before, how do these compare to some of the ones we've already seen kind of off the shelf in other places?
3: Well... I've uh, I actually have quite a collection of the R2D2s at home. Uh, probably the closest one that I would seen um, early early two uh, thousands. There was an R2 that came out that was voice control, and you would have Hey R2, and a beep. Do you remember beep Darth Vader? And he would let out a scream and do a little bit of an action. <laughs> He would say, "Hey, R two, go on patrol," and then he would roll around and get stuck under the uh, coffee table. Um, so that was for me. That was like the pinnacle toy. I absolutely love that. And then, of course, Spiro came out with their remote control R two as well. But right. now th- th- it's tiny, it's tiny. It's great. The cat isn't threatened by it. <laughs> you know? So, you know, certainly when they came out with. The announcement of, hey, you're going to be able to make your own R2. And everyone's like, oh, you can do that at Star Tours already. I'm like, no, 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 no.
2: (laughs) We were wondering what the size was going to be at first. It's like, we were like, really? Okay. And um, making your own droids. You know, I'm like, this could be really, really awesome or really, really, you know, terrible. But they made it these droids that sit in a little backpack on your back. This is about a, a foot tall.
3: 14 inches. Sure.
2: So I uh, currently have a R2 unit with a scoundrel chip in it. <laughs> so that was her chiming in. She's R2-D3 or DD for short. Uh, but- DD, do you want to say hi to the crowd?
1: <laughs> oh, that's awesome.
2: <laughs> um, Yeah. Uh, each each chip, there's eight of them. Yeah, they ha- make different noises. They sound differently, and they react differently. Six. Um, there's six different chips. Okay, I mean, six personality chips. And they react depending on where you are. If you have a um, if you have a first order one, and you're in the uh, resistance part of town, your droid will be um, freaked out. <laughs> <laughs>
3: So the, these droids, uh, they're using Bluetooth beaconing technology. Uh, I was at a fruit store working there once when they were uh, testing that out, where you would approach something on a shelf and it'd be like, oh, look, my app is telling me right. that this is this and this is that. Um, same basis. So uh, Dee, Dee, the droid, she knows when she's in Black Spire Outpost, she's among the friends. So she's quite a chatty Cathy. And And she, uh,
2: like, turns her head and, you know, does, you know, she'll make her noises and...
3: and I was a little disappointed because my uh, my droid, uh, Dex, uh, wasn't as uh, vocal, but finally when we got over into the Resistance land, because he has a Resistance personality chip inside of him, he started reacting. And I'm like, oh, okay, there we go. So, (laughs) they kind of want to be around their, they kind of want to be around their own areas. And uh, um, something I was still experimenting with. I was trying to chase after the stormtroopers with my droid, just in the backpack, <laughs> because I wanted to see if he would start reacting if, if the troopers themselves had Bluetooth beacons in their outfits, right. so the droids would know and react with each other on that. So,
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> and and you can hear she doesn't sound uh, she doesn't sound uh, like R two. So each one of the personality chips goes ahead and alters the, the bass sounds inside the unit. So you can, get the, you can get the different sounds out of it. What are you doing to her?
2: What I'm doing, <laughs> so um, what, when you, they don't have the chip in, which I just took out, they sound like Archie by default. Oh, wow. So this is her without her chip in right now. R2
3: So you don't have a droid that sounds like everybody's droid You go in and you drop in one of these personality chips and it allows you to have a different uh, different type of sound She listened to all six sounds in the store and found the only one She couldn't actually hear any of them They all sounded the same at a very loud store on opening day
2: So I got the purple one because my droid is like purple and white Okay, that's enough
0: out of you. <laughs> well, it sounds like quite, you know, I was, I was, you know, I expected when you see the prices for not only the droids, but for the lightsabers, I, I did expect a, a bit of a premium there, but it do, it does sound from what you're saying, at least with the droids and, and probably the lightsabers, that the value of what you're getting is quite high.
3: Now, Yeah, I would agree. The, uh that droid I was telling you about, the voice controller too, he was like, $200 at the beginning of the, the century in the two thousands. And, uh, I was so happy when I found him on a clearance aisle in target. Uh, I think that's the one receipt I've actually saved after all this time. <laughs> but, but, you know, even when they would go ahead and they list, this one is 99. I'm like, all right, well, the Spiro one is 150. This one's 99. Uh, aside from the add-ons, the whole idea of the customizing, um, uh, Somebody said in the chat, and uh, I ended up repeating it, so I'm taking credit for it, but I didn't make it up. But it's like, it's build a bear for droids, right? You know, and every one of these droids is unique. And whether people are don't understand how colors are supposed to go together, so you see some of these really mismatched ones, or that you,
2: really cool. I think yeah, okay. ones look really cool. Yeah, that's
3: the thing. I would never do that, but <laughs> darn, I like that. Yeah, yeah. So some of the droids are uh, incredible, but them, them all being unique and then even going in with the personality chips and right. people are going crazy with the naming process on it there too. So yeah. it's all very good.
0: And would you compare that as far as to the lightsaber experience, as far as making your own sabers? Also a great experience.
3: <laughs> in case you haven't figured out. Nadia has her lightsaber out.
2: <laughs> and you are now listening to the Purple Kyber Crystal. Um,
3: Nadia cried during the during the process.
2: Uh,
3: I only bring that up because you said that on video. Yeah, oh, I think
2: it was the only time. I thought I was going to cry at the Millennium Falcon, but it turns out this lightsaber ceremony that they do. And um, yeah, so... It's not lightsabers. You're looking for scrap metal. If you use lightsabers, the the natives get a little restless on you because you know there's first order around and you don't want to hear them. You know, they you don't want them to hear you talking about that because then they'll start harassing you. Um, But it was a really great, it was very ceremonious. And um, the way that you constructed, I mean, yeah, you can know what you're, you're building. Thing you've got 14 pieces of metal to choose from, and you use, I think it's like six pieces. Wait, one, one two, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, so you choose six pieces out of 14. Um, I want to say it's hard that you'll end up with a duplicate, but our friend Dano actually has the same exact saber that I do. Um, but the ceremony is absolutely amazing, and um, yeah, I don't want to go into too much detail because I don't want to spoil it. We right. do have it on our yeah, I'd live stream the whole thing. So if you, you did want to get live- spoilers, <laughs> if you want spoilers, go check on our look at our uh, but, archive stories. But yeah, but,
3: but keeping it in universe uh, because over it, uh, as you leave Star Tours, you can build a droid, and it's a little, it's a little one eighteenth scale. Kenner action figure size and you can build a lightsaber and that's where you sit there and you there's all these the pieces of plastic and they've got you know they got toddler drool all over them and <laughs> you know you're going through and building it and it's just like oh I, I love this mommy can I have it it's like now it's too expensive put it down. This whole experience is like you pay before you go in, you decide which discipline you're going to be building the saver based
2: on. You have to wear, and which discipline you decide, then they give you a special pin for it and you have to wear it on your lapel. Uh, It's kind of like, oh, it's like, oh, that's how you can get into Savi's because you've got, that's like the quote unquote password. Um, but what it really is, it's just a really um, great way to let the employees know which discipline you've chosen by yeah. looking at what's your pin in. <laughs> um, still, Barry, that just gives you like some insight into how much thinking they really put into it. It's like, you know, they don't have to go, oh, which one did you get? Which one did you get? You know, it's yeah. like they automatically just, during the ceremony, place your set in front of you and...
3: And it's, uh, and like I said, they, they go out of their way to make it very much in universe. Mm-hmm. So, you know, here are these collectors that are following the, the Jedi ways and trying to keep the, the, uh, the spirit of the, the force active and alive and making sure that, you know, we're, we're building the savers for the right reasons and, and understanding the, the power that we're going to be wielding. It was, it was a lot more, it was a lot more, uh, uh show in a dinner uh, mm-hmm. than I thought it was going to be.
2: And so let it, me tell you, the quality of this thing, my saber has like two points on the end. I could actually break a car window with this thing. It is so heavy. Uh, so it's really, it's pretty solid. You remember when
3: Obi-Wan did that in the
0: prequels,
2: right? Yeah. He just went around <laughs> car windows. <laughs> <and distracted>. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I got
0: it for. Yeah. So, so how many more times are you going back or have you guys planned out as far as a regular schedule
3: for uh for visiting the park we haven't figured out what a regular schedule is going to be however uh our current schedule is we're we're usually at disneyland uh it's like twice a month yeah that's our that's our current uh that's our current system for that so now that we add that to when you know we can easily change that to six maybe eight times a month. we have one <laughs> more yeah <laughs> maybe we not have
2: that all one more reservation before they open it up and that's on Monday um but then also when it gets we're probably gonna have go on a little to go on a little hiatus when it's like the super hot 110 degree weather because I just can't do that due to some health conditions um which is like gonna totally bum me out so it's like I don't I can't go like two weeks and I'm like jonesy to go back um so not sure um really how it's gonna be i imagine in the fall is when we'll still be going like every other week
3: although we do have uh we do have an october vacation coming up in uh for disney world in orlando
2: and we'll be seeing batu over there as well
3: and uh for the hollywood uh for the hollywood studios that's yeah. what it's called, right? Disney Hollywood. Studios. Yes,
0: Disney's Hollywood Studios. Yes.
3: Yeah, I, I was there. I was there thirty years ago when it first opened, and I didn't even know there was a Star Tours. And I walk in there, and there's an AT-AT staring down at me, and I'm <laughs> like, I'm home. Uh, but uh, that one, they're not even going to be doing the reservation system, so that one's going to be starting immediately with virtual queue. Um, and something that they're going to be doing to help with the the crowds is that if you have a hotel reservation. At the uh, at this any of the Disney hotels in Orlando, uh, you're going to be able to participate in what's called uh, magic. Is it extra extra magic hours?
2: I guess so, because it's just Tra- regular mag- magic hours. Yeah.
3: So what it is is that they're actually opening up about two at six a.m. Oh wow! And uh, six to nine a.m. It's just for the it's just for the the people that are in the. Uh, Okay. People that are staying in the hotels, And then at 9 o'clock, the general public can, can come in and start joining it. So they're doing the extra, extra magic hours for all the different parks. There's different benefits for them, but they already announced, yeah, get a get a hotel room because during, uh, for this month in uh, September through the end of October, you'll be able to use extra, extra magic hours for, you can have uh, breakfast we'll in have the cantina. we have breakfast
2: in Batu every day. Start our day. <laughs>
0: Well, and I tell you something else magic about that time frame is that is that is a great time to be outdoors if you are in Florida. I lived there a short time. And that that's the time when you make your hay, because once you get into mid-morning, it's about like, all right, whatever it is we got to do, we got to do it inside.
2: Yeah. That's what I hear.
3: This will be uh, quite an adventure for Nadia. This is uh, going to be her first uh, delve into uh, Florida, so... Yeah, after about nine o'clock, you're going to want to go back to the room, shower, and then sleep off the heat for the rest <laughs> of the day. So. Yeah,
0: it, it does sound like um, as as we we're talking that this is a this is an experience you can go back again and again. In some cases, looking just for Easter eggs, but you know, now that you bought the droid, you made the saber. You know, it seems like you can keep diving into this and really not be disappointed.
2: Well, I've decided first of all that I every year on my birthday I'm gonna build myself a saber, so <laughs> I'm still gonna work that in every year because it's just so cool. And um, but yeah, there's um, I haven't gotten tired of it yet. Um, I've we found something new every time we go. We're still finding new stairwells or new panels to hack or hidden mickeys or droid tracks. And I hear they're opening another ride. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) so the thing
3: is it's like we're not even done with it we've had 12 hours yeah we've had 12 hours run of it uh put put me in tomorrowland for 12 hours and it's just like okay i (laughs) i can close my eyes and tell you what's in the buzz light your gift shop at that point but uh when it comes to comes to batu and the black spire outpost there's still so much more to discover and uh even especially using the the app which we've you know we've covered in our uh, in our feed but we haven't had a full chance to experience it yet because we're just so busy doing everything else in person and right. that's that's a whole other attraction i'm very excited for us to be able to explore a little bit more
0: and as far as coming up with the the instagram channel and your social feeds what do you guys th- do you guys think it's coming up for for that?
3: Well, uh, I know for the Instagram uh, for Galaxy Edge Explorers, it's a it's a double edged sword because it's the coverage of the store uh, of the store of the story of what uh, the theme park element is. But uh, I also went ahead and added in the fictional element of uh, there actually being a group called the Galaxy's Edge Explorers, which are group there exploring the ruins of Batu and reporting that information back, uh, but also of course they're secretly actually working for the resistance as well. So one of the things I'm hoping to start doing is that uh, we're going to be doing, uh, I'll be posting reports on the history of the things that we're discovering at Batu. So for example, while we we're in line for Savvy's workshop, there was a tree with a bunch of ribbons tied to it and then we start asking around to the employees and finally there was the one employee that they brought out who gave us the the historical background to why this tree was there and why the ribbons were there and so forth. So I'll be recording a uh, I'll be recording a little video uh, piece. I imagine it's probably going to be about a minute long because that's all the, the time you get the room get for. Yeah. So I'm going to be doing these regular reports on the discoveries about too and the uh, the different uh, Potentially the different uh, archaeological and, and cultural archaeological uh, discoveries that are there. While on the flip side, Nadia is actually working for the resistance. Uh, bit of a scoundrel herself, <laughs> but, you know. But she's going to be recording but some uh, recordings for General Organa. Yeah, and we'll be like, posting those as well about the spying that she's doing
2: while she's there. There's so many Easter eggs in there that we're going to have so much material to work with. Because it's like... I just heard the other day that the number on the trash cans there's a the Disney trash the, the trash cans are um you know of course very batsu um and they have a number on it and that number is actually the model number of the space compactor that they were trapped in
1: yeah
2: oh wow um so it's just like little stuff down to things on trash cans there's obrush everywhere that needs to be translated and there's just little things that the, the the Ark of the Covenant is there. I saw that picture on Facebook, by the way. I don't know.
3: Yeah, it. so in, uh, in uh, Doc Onar's uh, uh, Den of Antiquities, uh, there's a couple of Indiana Jones... Sorry, uh, Dee Dee's talking in the background. <laughs> uh, we didn't press any buttons. She's just talking. Um, you know, there's some Raiders of Lost Ark references, just as Raiders of Lost Ark actually had quite a few Star Wars references in it. Uh, the droids were hieroglyphics in the Well of the Souls, where they pulled out the Ark of the Covenant from. So ancient Egyptians knew R2 and 3PO. <laughs> uh, so, and it's the same thing. So the Ark of the Covenant is hiding on an upper level uh, that you can spot if you look very carefully. But uh, there was a couple, of, uh, a couple of my exes were in the... Uh, in the den of antiquities last time we were there so i wanted to get out of there quickly
0: <laughs> and and another you know as someone as people who go to the parks regularly yourselves is this something do you see how, how do you see this evolving or is this basically a static environment how, how do you see them you know continuing to bring back in people or that will there just be enough that this experience will will suffice for now
3: Well, my my thoughts on that is that this is Star Wars
0: Galaxy's Edge.
3: And just the same thing as we had Star Tours. Now, Star Tours later got repurposed into become something different. So they added more missions. They did more things about it. So it's like, oh, here we go. We've got the Falcon, and it's currently the Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run. Well, what if later it turns into Millennium Falcon, uh, the uh, the Castle Run, mm. or any any number of things? They just have to go in, and basically put a new video in there. Yeah. Uh, currently inside of Space Mountain, it's also it's currently a hyperspace mountain, and it's themed out in honor of May Fourth, and it's all Star Wars themed. Right. And they've done some really nice changes that are in there that make it a completely different. Uh, even though it's probably just temporary change but it's one of those things like oh that was great Um, same thing uh, guardians of the galaxy has a halloween theme that they run during that season Uh, not to say they're going to do the uh, star wars uh, christmas special theme for the falcon ride or rise of the resistance but They've got the ability to go in there and refresh that video. And the same thing with the shops and so right. forth. You know. Yeah. yeah,
2: like we'll doing be doing also some like, you know, informational stuff because it's like things do sell out there and then suddenly if something's sold out and we see that it's back in stock, we'll pop on Instagram real quick and, you know, do a shout out saying, Hey, you know, the Jedi belts are back in stock at the you know whichever store and you know, so it's just also, just giving people, you know, week by week information of what's going on there in the park. So additionally to our story of our crew,
3: the galaxy has explorers. For-
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> well, and, and I think uh, once again, the uh, I, I wouldn't be a Star Wars trading card podcast if I didn't ask this uh, an hour and 10 in. Um, I, I did hear rumors of cards being handed out. Can you Let confirm? Let the Wookiee
2: win! <laughs>
3: we, we haven't had a chance to, to try that yet because. you haven't had a chance to try that yet because there were no, uh, there really wasn't a
2: lot of characters out in the day,
3: uh, last time that we went.
2: We're going to try when we go on Monday.
3: So, yeah, we're going to be trying to figure out the, uh, we'll try to figure out the cards there and, uh, Certainly, be reporting on that as soon as we find out.
0: That um, that that is some good. That is that will be some good intel indeed for uh, for those of us who uh, collect trading cards and occasionally talk about them in a podcast. Occasionally, um, uh, what's that, your
3: podcast called again? Oh, it's got trading card in the name, so yeah. <laughs>
0: trading uh, card in name only. Yeah. Um,
3: uh But but have you heard anything other than the resistance ones? Is there, uh, is there a uh, a first order card?
0: all i all i have heard so far is that there were cards that were being handed out by certain cast members Mm. and i think you could collect them i don't know whether they were uh, it sounded like it was a part of the story where it was giving you information or you you would collect a set of them um similar to some other you know promotions where it's just something else to try to collect in the park um but that is something on that level if 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 uh you know, if uh, on top of everything else, you could get some trading cards, that would be that'd be fantastic. And I know yeah. that there were some at the parks about a year or two before there were some promo cards given out. Um, I guess just talking about Galaxy's Edge. Um,
3: yeah, th- those were the ones with the you've assembled them all together and gave you the map. Right. Uh, which actually features a couple things they didn't incorporate into the ride into the the park. So there was supposed to be some type of uh, ride a uh, ride a Bantha like animal that's in the trading cards that didn't make it into uh, that didn't make it actually into the park. Interesting, and it was something that they had announced in advance. And there was some there was some art of it, but uh, never actually happened, of course. So, but yeah, these things are incredible uh, incredible little uh, not only tips, but like I said, that's the Easter egg right into further adventures. So yeah, we will be reporting on those on Monday and we spe- go up and we find anybody from the resistance that has that, that, uh, smile on their face. Like <laughs> I know something you don't know, and that'll be the person we'll go ask.
0: And speaking but, of which, um, I know I have kept you an awful lot, uh, here tonight and I wanted to thank you both for it, but if people want to follow, uh, the missions of the galaxy's edge explorers, how can they find you online?
3: Hey, you can find us on Instagram at Galaxies Edge Explorers. It's all spelled out the way it sounds. Uh, and currently on YouTube, we don't have enough followers yet. But if you were just to search for Galaxies Edge Explorers, uh, you will find uh, some of our uh, videos. Four of the, videos. Four we have
2: videos? four videos up right now.
3: I thought there's a fifth. Maybe. But but right now I've got the uh, I've got part one of our adventures. I, I've been taking our live feeds. And I've edited the first part into a, uh, into a nine minute film. Uh, doesn't feature the, uh, the, the Falcon adventure yet, but that one's in part two.
2: But there's spoilers abound. If you don't want to, <laughs> you, you know, if you want to go in there, unknowing what the experience is, don't watch because we take you through the droid factory through everything.
3: And don't go on our feed too. If you're worried about spoilers. In fact, you're worried about spoilers, you shouldn't have been listening to this podcast. <laughs> I was going to say, crazy. I
0: think at this point we've... Pre- yeah. Well, and that's and that's part of what, you know, in, in going some things into nuts and bolts, other things, you, you really want to leave it up to the individual and their experience. And I think even if you went through a lot, I think you could still go in there and find a bunch of new experiences, which I think is what makes the park so successful. And yeah. uh, and it also will be fun to kind of follow your progress as you discover these things yourselves. And I think that's what's nice about the additional like the with the YouTube and and other things where you can get as much of the experience from from your channel as you want. If you just want some pictures, great. If you want to go deep diving into the YouTube, it's there. Um, So I think it kind of makes an interesting branch out.
3: Thank you. We hope to we hope to uh, keep an audience uh, entertained because it's the same thing. It's uh, it's as entertaining for us as it is for the watchers, mm-hmm. uh, to a certain so. degree. I, I actually feel like uh, it's our duty to be able to. <laughs> I said duty. It's our uh, <laughs> it's our duty to to be able to to have to report these things. Thank DD agrees <laughs> with that. So you know we would never have met her if it would not for if it were not for, uh, Galaxy's Edge you and i wouldn't have become friends and we're not you know and and this podcast itself this topic right. we wouldn't be talking about it so this is you know we've taken our first steps into a larger world it's a I, quote from the the holy trilogy oh see? my god see
2: i did that wait well,
0: yeah, i i think i have to end it there i don't think there's any better any better way to end that um so on that note, i did want to thank you both uh you've been marvelous to talk to tonight and um other this was
2: than fun. yeah, this is great. Thank you.
0: Other than praying that this recorded, um uh, my heart.
3: <laughs> I actually um, remember everything we said.
0: Exactly. So if we had to do it all over again.
3: Yeah, Naughty is not available, so I'll just I'll talk I'll talk in a deeper voice, so you know it's her.
0: It's like every twenty yeah. minutes, hit a loath cat, pop the droid, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and then it'll be just like it. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna end it there. Thanks once so much. Thank uh, you for the opportunity.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Once again, thanks to Bobby Sussman and Nadia Kovacs, the Galaxy's Edge Explorers, for coming on and doing the podcast. It was a real treat to talk with both of them. If you have any comments for tonight's show, you can always post them on the Instagram post that does talk about the show itself. You can also email me at greg at rebelbasecard.com and give me the feedback, good or bad. I'll take it either way. But uh, at any rate, we will see you next time. More goodness to come. Thank you very much for listening. Take it easy. The music for this podcast is brought to you under a Creative Commons license from Trent Reznor and Nine Inch Nails. This is Discipline off the album The Slip. This podcast is not affiliated in any way with Topps, Disney, or Star Wars, nor is it endorsed by Disney or Lucasfilm and is intended for entertainment, and informational purposes only. All names and sounds and any other related items are properties of their respective trademarks and or copyright holders here in the U.S. and abroad. The official Star Wars website can be found at www.starwars.com.